Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames. The season is now over, and we have plenty to reflect on. We're going to unpack the series in the chaos of Game 5 on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames and making the podcast your first listen of the day. You can find this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Odyssey, Audible, and of course, Free 99 on YouTube as well. And of course, my cat is very happy to have you here. You say, all the extra downloads, get me extra cat toys. And now he's beating me up. So, um, you know, this, I'm not even going to ask how we're doing today because I think we're all kind of on the same page here. It's a little hard to be positive and upbeat after a series obviously getting eliminated and being eliminated by your biggest rival. Uh, today, outside, it's dark and gloomy, and I feel like that is a perfect way to kind of sum up my mood, and I'm sure everyone else's in Calgary and, and really anybody who jumped on the Flames bandwagon. But this just does not feel right. I I understand that we kind of had high expectations for this team, but it just doesn't feel right to go out in five. I thought they'd force six. I really did. I would have been more okay with them losing in six than I am five because that means you're not dropping four straight. And I, I don't think that they dropped four straight. I think they dropped three straight. And then uh, the Situation Room panicked and said, oh, that goal's overturned. And I understand. No, I don't understand their reasoning. Like, I can't even, like, say, oh, yeah, you know, I get it. Okay. No, I don't. Because it's just, he. I think it was Cody Cece was, like, coming up behind him. Like, both of, it's not like one like when in like Blake Coleman only had one leg go in the night, he literally like both legs like kind of tripped, you know, and the puck was going in anyways, and it should have been a regulation win. It really should have, and I am so frustrated, and so everyone was except Oilers fans. I just I I don't know how you can sit there and call that a distinct kicking motion, but. Hopefully they're teaching that next one at a soccer clinic. But I, I do think everyone kind of knew that uh, once that goal was overturned, that was kind of the game, that it was going to end up going to overtime. And, well, the, fl- the Flames don't have Connor McDavid on their team. So uh, I just – And it's very difficult for me to sit down and articulate how I feel because, like, personally, my emotions are still really high. I understand, like, I'm not a lifelong Flames fan, but this team meant a lot to me. And we're going to get – we're not eulogizing the team today. We're talking about the series. Save the eulogy for another day. But ultimately that goal or disallowed goal cost them the series, cost them – 
at least another attempt to win at home. And I guess the rumor, the grapevine that we're hearing through is um, the situation room panicked because it wasn't disal- like it wasn't waved off on the ice in Calgary immediately, which it supposedly should have been uh, according to their rules. So they panicked and said, okay, we're doing it. We're overturning it. Whatever. Um, you know, again, the puck was going in regardless and you can't change the past. And I think that's one thing Daryl Sutter has kind of like changed, like the mentality has shifted in that regard. Like you cannot just perseverate on it. You're not, if you think hard enough about it, it's not, it's not going to change. It's not going to change no matter how much effort in like mental gymnastics you put into it. And I think that that's uh, kind of how I have to talk myself off this ledge a little bit today, but the sequence leading up to the goal, we, we really need to talk about this because I, I got the notification on my phone before the goal happened that McDavid scored and won it. I, I turned off the television. I didn't want, I just was not watching it. I was upset <laughs> And I didn't realize the lack of effort that Noah Hannafin had. Like, he was chasing the puck and then just kind of like, nah, I'm done. And then kind of the same thing with Gaudreau. Like, he wasn't protecting the puck. Like, and it led to the the turnover and or the loss of the puck battle. And McDavid scores. So, I don't know what they teach at Boston College, but now I understand why they call BU a better school. And I truly was unimpressed with Noah Hannafin's postseason altogether. I really was. Um, Again, that's another episode probably for next week once we start to unpack things a little bit more and look at the bigger picture. But I am just, I, I was not impressed. I expect more from Noah Hannafin, who's a veteran. And I certainly expect more from Johnny Gaudreau, who has stepped up his defensive game. I know that you're gassed. I know that you're tired, but you're in Edmonton's, you know, you're in your defensive zone rather, and you have to protect the puck. Do you like, do you understand what is going on here? Do you you understand like the consequences of your actions? But I'm just going to leave it at that because if I get too negative, this is going to be a two hour show and we don't want that. (laughs) But Coming up next, I do want to kind of shift the mentality again. Uh, we're going to talk about Daryl Sutter's quotes and the unbelievable injury that Chris Tanev was playing through, and I don't understand why he was allowed to play. But before that, let's talk about Athletic Greens. Our next product, or sorry, our next partner has a product that I enjoy starting my day with. Um, I enjoy not having to take a fistful of supplements. And uh, AG1 is a delicious one scoop of 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, uh, superfoods, and, of course, uh, adaptogens and probiotics. The AG1 uh, supplement is a, it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free contains less than one gram of sugar and AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits that you can uh, start your day with every day. 
head on over to uh, athleticgreens.com today to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up (laughs) ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. Uh, You know, I have a whole special dedication episode planned Really didn't want to do it on a Friday and get emotional. I want to save that for a Monday because I feel like it's more of a Monday mood. But I am incredibly grateful for all of your listens this season. Um, You have grown this show more than I ever imagined. And, um, you know, our little Locked on Flames family is growing. And I love you all. You're you're really great. And just, just thank you. That's all I can say. Daryl Sutter is typically a man of few words. Not like Bill Belichick where it's like, okay, we're on to the next one. We're on to blah. You know, that's that sucked. We could have done better. But he is very um, concise when he's talking about his team. And last night, when asked about, um, you know, what it, like what do you tell your team after a game like that? He said, keep your chin up, your chest out, and walk out proud. They did a hell of a lot more than anyone said they'd do. And that is absolutely correct. And that is really what I want everyone to remember. This team exceeded expectations. They blew them out of the water. And I said it when we started the postseason. Them making it out of the first round was them overachieving even more. And that would be a success. Took seven games and some extra hockey, but that was a success. And, you know, we're going to talk more about it later in the show, but you're not going to get lucky the first time. Your window's open like this. It's wide open. And I think Daryl Sutter has just been a great addition to this team. And, has really helped shift the mindset. Uh, Sutter was asked if he agreed with the Coleman disallowed goal in the third period. He said, depends on what you call a distinct kicking motion. You know, I think that's a very fair assessment because I think all of us are, a lot of us anyways, are kind of like, how is that a kick? But whatever. You know, again, can't harp on it too much. The past is the past. And Daryl Sutter pointed out in that games two, four, and five were tied midway through the third period. The Flames didn't get the next or the big next goal in those games, which which was ultimately the difference in the series, which is true. I think, um, you know, there definitely were moments where the offense needed to step up more. I really was surprised that Tyler Toffoli wasn't as um, productive. Uh, him, him skating. I, I don't know if he's just a really bad, bad, bad skater or, you know, he's laboring on something or, you know, something's hindering his ability. But 
I did not like what I saw out there. Um, not as bad as Noah Hannafin, but there were certainly plenty of issues there. Um, Jan Krok finally got uh, Jan Krok finally got his uh, first goal as a Flame in the last game. So congratulations! Your tenure is still not going to be fondly remembered. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, same thing with Andrew Mangiapane. Like that. The secondary, secondary scoring was there to start the game. None of the stars stepped up, but it just was a very weird balance. Like, I truly expected Mangiapane to have a much better postseason. I really thought he would. And I think the big reason why they weren't a great, uh, you know, that bread line wasn't as successful as it could have been is because Sutter wasn't deploying them when they should have been. They should have been deployed as the top line, and they weren't. Simple as that, you know? Um, Again, I think this team was very, very um, gritty. And they knew that they had to go out there and continue to prove everyone wrong. And I understand that, you know, people are like, how are you the underdog if you get picked? By seven out of eight, or eight GMs pick you to win in an athletic article. Um, because you still don't have everything that this team, you know, your opponent has. You didn't have the speed. You didn't have a fully healthy defense. The secondary scoring wasn't there. You know, um, I just have a lot to say about this series as a whole. And again, we're just going to kind of dissect the game today and then like move to a wider picture. But I'm just, I'm not disappointed in the flames. Like I don't, I'm disappointed at the outcome. Yes. Anybody, any hockey fan is when, you know, your team gets eliminated, but at the end of the day, the Oilers just played better. They were, I don't know, I don't want to say they were outcoached, but and they, they pretty much were outcoached, I can't lie. But on another issue of what the heck-isms going on in this series, it was revealed last night that Chris Tanev was playing with a torn labrum a separated shoulder, and a sprained neck. Now, the person that reported this um, called it a gutsy performance. No, that's not a gutsy performance. That is absolute negligence by your uh, medical staff. Number one, Chris Tanev should not have been out on the ice. I'm, I, I don't care. I truly do not care. Um, and the fact that he was playing through all of that and was your best defenseman is concerning. Uh, you know, we kind of figured out the forward issue as much as we possibly could um, this year and, you know, took steps to elevate that. But I think this offseason, they're really going to have to take a look at their defense. Uh, Chris Tanev should not have been allowed to go out there on the ice and play with those severe injuries. Those are not injuries that should be taken lightly. Those are not injuries that should just be glossed over. You know, uh, uh, when players play through injuries, we've talked about this numerous times on the show. Like, 
you know, I can understand playing through like, I don't know, like a, a torn, not even a torn muscle, but you know, like a pulled muscle and you, you know, you really want to go out there and you, you can lie and say that you feel fine with the severity of those injuries. There's no doubt in my mind that you are literally having to like be drugged up in order to like do anything. Like imagine going about your job with all of that happening and like your doctor clearing you, that would not happen. What is the point of team doctors? Because they seem really freaking incompetent regardless of what organization they're part of. And this, this is, again, this is, these are the same doctors that allowed Sean Monaghan to play on that busted hip for the entire season last year. So maybe we start looking at them and uh, look at how seriously they take their, um, their licensing, because this is, that's neglect. That is negligence to allow a player to go out there and put their well-being and safety on the line like that in the severity of those injuries is unacceptable. I don't care. You can call it like, oh, you know, you're just pretending to be woke. Like you're just so woke. You don't want guys being gritty. No, I don't want guys being 35 years old and not being able to get down on the floor and play with their freaking pugs. Like, you know, I want them to have a quality of life during and after the game. And we're just, I'm not looking forward to hearing about what comes out next because I know that he's not the only one that was playing through an injury or uh, a severe injury even. So I just, I'm, I'm interested to hear when the exit meetings are. I think that they'll probably be Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, but we'll see. Um, and coming up next, we, we're going to end the show on a positive note because there are a lot of things to look back on and wrap this show up with some positives. Because, you know, this has just been really negative. Talking about the injuries, talking about how Sutter was outcoached, the lack of, the lack of secondary scoring. Um, not getting Mike Smith, not and Jacob Markstrom not playing the best of his ability. We need to talk about those standout moments that really made sure that the Flames were able to get here and to keep pushing. But first, I want to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is a sports betting website. Obviously, please bet responsibly. Um, the gambling uh, addiction hotline is available to you on the website as well. Um, but Bet Online is uh, your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs and Major League Baseball scores. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. Again, I know I've said it before in this episode, but I truly am grateful for your listening, your reviews, your ratings, your feedback. If you were a guest and you're tuning into this episode, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for recommending guests. Um, you know, I know we were supposed to have Blake Coleman this season. Um, that kind of fell through the cracks, unfortunately, but I am absolutely hopeful that we will get some, some more guests. Hopefully Blake will join us. 
uh, either this off season or uh, start at the start of training camp. But I, I really want to talk about the positives. I want to end this show with a look back at just some of these high points in this season. You know, there there's so much to look forward to. This isn't the end of an era. Um, you know, of course, free agency is a thing and you have to think about Gaudreau and Kachuk. But right now we're, we need to look back as to what led us to get letting what led the team to make it to the playoffs. You know, I think that just a coach who believed in them and refused to settle for mediocrity, a coach who pushed them and had a set system that allowed these players to flourish. Someone who wasn't concerned about keeping Gaudreau and Monaghan together. Sutter challenged Johnny and put him on that top line where he belonged. You know, that top line had everyone was a 40-goal scorer. You had two 100-point scorers in Gaudreau and um, Kachuk. They exceeded expectations of everyone. They won the Pacific. You know, going into this, everyone was like, okay, yeah, Vegas is going to win the Pacific Division, and then it'll probably be like Edmonton and then the Flames and or, you know, whatever it may be. And the fact that they were able to turn this season into what they did after their horrendous performances last year is incredible. And that is a testament to the dedication of the coach and the players. And for me, like if I had a vote, Daryl Sutter would be my Jack Adams winner because of what he was able to turn this team into. And I understand, yes, it's a regular season award, but look at the success that they had in the regular season. The fact that they were able to land Tyler Toffoli is huge. I think that is, I think back to how exciting that was and how excited everyone was that, you know, they were bringing in someone with true playoff experience and another Stanley Cup winner. And same thing with Blake Coleman signing here in free agency. It just brings a lot more to the team than just the tangibles. There's a lot more that comes with guys like that. You know, the intangibles, the things you can't measure on and off the ice. So it's just like this, this window is open. It's wide open. I don't want people thinking, okay, like it was just a one and done run. No teams stumble and fall a few times before reaching success. You know, this was just the, the starting line. This is the starting line. And we should be so proud of this team for coming as far as they did from training camp till now. They had to battle through adversities, of course. You know, like you look at Sean Monaghan, and I hate making him like the scapegoat here or like have a target on his back. He seems like a really great guy. But his injuries and then him underperforming because he wasn't healed. And then he unfortunately had another injury. You have to work around all of that. You have to work around uh, Huso Valimaki just struggling as a young 
defenseman and not being able to fit into your system and then just kind of playing out the the kinks and just working through them like this team was able to avoid any serious injuries throughout the regular season yeah you know what maybe they were patient zero for that COVID outbreak but you know what it's it's okay I think I think it's okay Uh, everyone seemed to be okay afterwards but Again, that's another thing that they had to work through because of that condensed schedule that they had and all those games they had to make up. Markstrom not getting a lot of rest. Still, I mean, it kind of of showed in the postseason, but now we know how to move forward and how and what, or sorry, and what mistakes to learn from because this season was like a blueprint. It was a dry run, and it was just a really good season. Do not let anyone tell you differently. Do not. And that's all I have for you today on Locked on Flames because I'm just thoroughly impressed with this Flames season and how it went. They weren't going to win the Cup. Like, I don't want... I I don't want it to sound like it's like negative and like only we're gonna win the cup. But they had they have to stumble. They have to fall a few times before they can get up and lift the cup. And then making it to the second round was enough. It's successful. Thank you all for tuning in to Locked On Flames. And there will probably be a bonus episode out this weekend. And uh Enjoy your weekend. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, I'm Jess Belmosto. You can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and the show at LO underscore Flames Pod. See you then.